Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to today's show. So today I wanted to speak about something that is very close to my heart because everything I speak about on this podcast is something close to my heart that I've experienced that I'm dealing with currently that I need to speak about and today the topic is self-love. I just wanted to talk about my journey with self-love and what I've kind of gone through to get where I am today. And you know, today is my birthday as I'm recording this episode. My birthday is September 21st, so happy birthday to me. And I just, on my birthday, I like to reflect and kind of look over what I've been through the past year and what has happened, what I've grown from and accomplished. And so I think today's episode is just perfect for me for this time of year and for everyone in general all the time it's important to practice self-love and to understand how you can get to that place so i just wanted to speak about this today because it's very important to me in my life currently and i think it always will be a big part of me so when i was growing up i definitely experienced a lot of low self-worth low self-esteem i really hated myself for a long time and i wasn't being authentically who i am And so because I was so out of touch with myself, I wasn't listening to my intuition, I wasn't following my heart, I would get into a lot of negative relationships with people that were very draining and toxic and I tried to kind of fill the hole that I felt inside with relationships. And by relationships, I mean like relationships, like dating people, trying, you know, trying to be with somebody in order to fill the hole I felt inside and it was honestly a really rough journey to get where I am and I dated one guy we broke up I was single for a while then I got back with this other guy we ended up getting married and it didn't work out and it was a really hard breakup because when we broke up I was also having a manic episode so I had to deal with all of that I was in this facility it was just a really bad time but honestly after going through the separation from my ex-husband I finally had so much clarity on my life and what I wanted to do, and I just found who I am after that. And I'm so thankful for that because without, if I hadn't, like if we hadn't broke, broken up, I probably would have stayed with him forever and been kind of unhappy and not really known what I wanted out of life. And so I'm really thankful for that breakup because it really helped me kind of see things clearly. And, you know, it took a long time for me to get there. But in 2019, we broke up. And after that, I kind of had to reevaluate my whole life. I moved back in with my parents. I didn't have a car. I didn't have my own place. I had hardly any money. And I had to understand one thing. And I think I spoke about this in the previous episode. Maybe I didn't. But um, I had to understand that I am responsible for my life and my choices. And sometimes I've chosen the wrong things and it's made my life worse. And that's not on anybody else. I can't blame anybody else but myself. That was such a hard lesson for me to learn and it was so painful. And I think if I had just been following my gut up until that point, I wouldn't have had to learn it the hard way, but I did. 
And so as soon as I was able to take responsibility for my life and accept that I was the reason for my own destruction, I was really able to start healing myself and accepting myself for, you know, the way I was. And the important thing I had to learn was holding myself accountable, personal accountability. I had to realize that the reason that I couldn't be with someone, the reason I couldn't find happiness was because I wasn't listening to my heart. And, you know, growing up, I was, I grew up in the Christian church. My dad is a pastor. And so there's this verse in the Bible that says the heart is deceitful and wicked. Never listen to your heart, basically. So I always felt like if I listened to my heart, I would be sinning and I was doing the wrong thing. And so growing up with that belief, I really ignored myself for a long time. I ignored what I really wanted. I never thought about what I really wanted out of life. And so I just jumped into these relationships trying to fix what I felt inside, but the only way to fix it was by healing myself. And so now, where I am now, you know, I've been single since May of 2019. I'm doing a lot better. I feel a lot better. And I want to get to where I am in just a minute, but I want to talk about what I went through first. So in the beginning of my self-love journey, I really had to not only take accountability, But I had to practice self-forgiveness and self-compassion. And this can be really hard. It was very hard for me to forgive myself and to let go of the past and my mistakes. Um, One of the exercises that I do that really helps me with forgiving myself is I try to think about myself as if I were one of my closest friends. And how would I treat my closest friend who's been through what I've been through? What would I say to them? How would I speak to them? How would I try to help them and and show them compassion? And I try to show that love and compassion to myself. It can be a little difficult to understand this process. Um, I I was listening to a lot of things about self-love, different podcasts, different episodes, different YouTube videos, and I was trying to understand how it felt. And honestly, after months and months of journaling and getting to know myself, I finally felt it one day, and it was like, amazing. And honestly, on that day, the only thing that was different was I decided to rewire the way I thought about love. And I always thought about love as something you give to other people. You know, you love your parents, you love your family, you love your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband. But I never thought about giving all that love to myself. And so one day I was listening to this to songs, love songs in the car. And I was thinking about like, my relationships and my past. And I thought, what if I gave all the love I felt for those dumb, dumb people? What if I gave it to myself? And so I kind of experienced this transformation where I was taking that love that I was giving out to everyone else and I turned it around and gave it back to myself. And that was the moment that I really kind of felt that self-love. But honestly, it took a lot of work to get there. And I think that's what people don't always realize, you know. Sometimes people grow up and they don't have a healthy relationship with their parents and they don't have a healthy self-esteem like me. And I never had felt love for myself before in my life, you know, since I was a little girl. And so I really had to work with myself and heal who I was and accept myself before I could actually feel that love returned to me from me. So I think that's one thing people need to remember whenever they're starting out in the self-love journey is that it does take some time. And it's important for you to not give up on yourself and to keep trying and keep doing the things you know will work. 
One of the best things I did during this time of self-discovery and learning to be my authentic self and learning who I am, I journaled and journaled. I bring this up every episode because it's so effective for me. And I'm not just saying it like, oh, you should journal. I know I say that all the time, but I'm being serious. It really helps you, especially when you want to get to know yourself. When you're trying to figure out what you really want, it's important to take time to reflect and listen to your heart and feel your feelings and process your emotions. I think for a long time, I've been okay at feeling my feelings, but processing them has been a little more difficult. For a while, I would like go to sleep at night and right as I'm falling asleep, I'd have a little trauma flashback of something negative that happened to me. And I think it was just my brain trying to process these bad experiences. And so now what I do, whenever I need to process emotion, I either journal about it, I play music while I journal to really feel the feelings and get in the mood, and then I journal, I write everything down, I try to understand what's going on, I try to really process and heal. Another thing that I do is I make sure that I'm crying regularly. Now for me, I know not everybody cries. Not everybody is a crier and I wouldn't call myself a crier necessarily. Like I don't cry at the drop of a hat, but I do take time to cry. And what this looks like for me is about once a month or every other week or every two weeks, depending on what I'm going through, I will go into my car I turn on my crying playlist, which is just a playlist of really sad songs that get me emotional. I go for a drive and I just let myself cry. The last time I did this was about maybe two weeks ago and I just had this amazing drive for like two hours and I just cried and cried and cried. And the great thing about crying is that it releases these hormones, these release hormones, these feel-good hormones. And it, it you're literally releasing emotions with every teardrop. At least that's like how I like to picture it. Because the important thing for me, and this is what I've talked about with my therapist as well, the important thing with crying, you want to cry with the intention of releasing emotion. I think that's really important because sometimes you can just cry when you feel helpless and those tears aren't going to be as effective as the ones you use when you're crying to release. And it's, I'm not saying all crying is bad. I think crying is generally good. Like it can really help heal you. But as long as you have that good intention, it can be really powerful and it can be a really great tool to let go of emotion. Another thing I do to let go of emotion or different people in my life is I like to meditate. And the great thing about the internet is that there's so many great meditations out there. I just use YouTube and I type in like letting go of someone a meditation. A meditation uh, channel that I really like to use is Pura, Pura, I don't know how to say it, Pura Rasa, Pura Rasa, okay, I don't know. Pura Rasa, she does these great meditations and she did one like letting go of someone you love meditation and basically in the meditation you picture this person in your heart and then you open the door to your heart, you ask them to leave and they disappear. And that was so effective for me when I had to let go of my ex and past relationships, different people that I didn't want to be a part of my life anymore. That was a really important thing that I did and it just consciously and subconsciously you're letting go of that person, you're releasing them from your life. Another way to do it, if you're specifically thinking about releasing someone, and this is something that I've done before as well that has been effective for me, and this is going to get a little woo-woo, a little spiritual up in here, but that's who I am, so I want to speak about it. Um, 
a lot of times I believe, well, I do believe in karma, in karmic relationships. And basically what that means is sometimes we come into this life with people and we're meant to have a relationship with them and we can either heal our relationship and move forward or it won't work and we have to let them go. So what I do whenever I need to let go of a karmic relationship and here, if you want to know like what a karmic relationship is, if you think about in your life, like that one person who you can't get out of your mind who you can't let go of, who's been negative, who's made you feel negative, who didn't, it didn't work out with them, but they're still like something about them is still in your brain or in your heart. That's kind of how you know you might have a karmic tie to them and you need to release them. So one way I've heard of from Dolores Cannon, I've heard you can just say, okay, I release you. I am tearing up the contract. You are no longer a part of my life. We don't need to keep doing this. It's not working out. I let you go. Honestly, I know that people, not everybody believes in magic or spells or, you know, speaking things to, into existence, but I believe in those things. And I think your words have a lot of power, especially when you're just stuck on someone and you can't get, the, get them out of your mind and you're thinking about them constantly to the point that it's really bothering you. I think it's important to speak them out of your life and do the meditation and do whatever you can to just let them go completely. That has been really effective for me, particularly with the person I dated before I dated my husband. There was this guy and I just had such a horrible connection with him. And I say horrible because it's like it was just so annoying for a long time up until like a few, honestly, a few weeks ago, I was thinking about him every day and we have not seen each other in like four years. So there was literally no need for me to think of him. He's not a part of my life. I never speak to him. I never see him. And so I had to just release him from my mind and speaking it out kind of really helps. So I know I just went off on a tangent there, guys. Sorry about that. But I just wanted to speak about that because I think it's relevant in the self-love journey when you're trying to get over someone and get into yourself. So some great ways of practicing self-love are self-care. Self-care is a good way. Now, I'm not saying that self-care creates self-love because I think what you really need to do is that emotional work. You need to work with your emotions in order to feel that love. And I don't think, you know, doing a face mask and shaving your legs is going to fix that. But I think it is an important part of maybe seeing yourself as someone you can love by taking care of yourself. This can be anything from like going to get your nails done or cleaning your house really well, putting all your your clothes away, keeping things nice and neat, doing what you need to do to take care of your body, mind, and soul. These things can be really helpful on your journey because they open up your heart to experience your emotions in a positive way. It's important to find a channel with which you can emote, you know? For me, I like to write songs, I like to write in my journal, I like to sing, I like to dance, I like to ride my bike. These are all ways that I kind of let myself feel and I process emotion. I think exercise is a really great way to do this because you're physically doing something and you can let go of anger that way, resentment, a lot of hatred that way. It can be a really powerful tool. So just taking care of yourself in general is really good, especially when you're trying to experience self-love. Another thing that I do, which I know this is kind of spiritual, you guys, but for me, self-love is a very spiritual part of my life, and I'm a very spiritual person, so this is who I am. 
this is what I'm about, this is what I believe, and I want to speak about it with you guys because it's relevant for me and maybe for you. And it's worked for me, so maybe it can work for you. (laughs) So one thing I like to do is positive affirmations. Now, my favorite time to do affirmations is when I'm driving in the car. I go for a lot of drives because I live in a really pretty area out in the country. I like to take my car, go on the mountains, go on on the hills, the countryside, and just listen to music and chill and have a good time. So for me, this is when I do a lot of spiritual work in the car because the car, like driving the car is kind of a monotonous activity and I know the roads around here so well that I just get into this meditative space and I can really speak to myself and understand what's going on. So I like to do positive affirmations. Different ones work for me, but recently ones that I was doing were like, I am so proud of myself. I am amazing. I am strong. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am successful. Anything that you can think of, just compliment yourself by saying that. I think it's really important to compliment yourself and build yourself up and just feel positive about yourself. And your words have power. Words have power. They carry a vibration. They carry an energy. And when you put them out, you're literally speaking these things into existence. So it's really important to use positive words about yourself. Another tip for positive affirmations, you always want to do them in the present tense. The reason I say this is because within the law of attraction and manifestation, you want to do your affirmations in the present tense to show the universe that you already have this, you already are this, you are already vibrating at that level, so that's what you're going to receive back. If you say like, I will be successful, you're not vibrating on the successful level because you're saying I will, so that implies that you don't already have success. So you need to say, I am successful. I am smart. I am beautiful. And act like you already are and you will become what you speak. So that's a tip about positive affirmations. And if you feel weird about saying them or like speaking to yourself out loud, I know that can make some people a little uncomfortable or embarrassed. You can always write them down in your journal. A really helpful thing that I've been doing lately, which I want to do again on New Year's, is just writing down all my positive traits. So I just take a minute in my journal and I write down all the things I love about myself. This can be really helpful if you are trying to find parts of yourself to love or if you're having a little trouble seeing the good in yourself. If you take a minute and just appreciate yourself, write down what you love about yourself, you can really build your confidence, your self-esteem, and your positive vibes by doing this. That's something that's been really effective for me throughout my journey. Um, Another way to love yourself is by trusting your intuition. Now, this has been something that I've really struggled with for a long time because I would listen to my intuition. It would say, no, no, don't do that. Don't date that person. Don't, 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 no, 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 no. And then I would say, "Uh just kidding, universe. I don't want to listen to you. Just kidding, intuition. And I would date them anyway. I would do that anyway. I would drink that anyway. I would smoke that anyway. You know what I'm saying? These kind of things. It's really important to follow your gut and that can really help you love yourself because if you follow your gut, if you trust yourself, you love yourself. That's something that I've kind of had to struggle with because sometimes it's like, I just want to party. I just want to have fun. I just want to try drinking absinthe. And then I tried the absinthe. My gut told me not to. I tried it anyway. I'm up all night. I feel horrible. I throw up. You know what I'm saying? It's just really important to listen to your premonition, to that feeling you get inside before you're about to make a decision. 
Another thing, <laughs> another thing I like to do, sometimes I'll say, okay, I'll give myself like a sign. Like if I can't decide if I want to do something, I'll say, okay, if I look out my window and I see a, a red bird, then I'll know I'm supposed to do that. And I know that's a poor example, but you can find other little ways to like do this with yourself using, um, there's this website that I use called Yes or No, and it's like a wheel. It says, what, let the wheel decide. So you just spin the wheel and then it says yes or no, whichever one you want to do. And honestly, with that yes or no thing, I've found that um, it always goes with what my gut is telling me. And I think that's just my gut. I think that's how powerful your intuition is. So it's important to listen to it. It's important to follow it, trust it. And I think when you do trust your intuition, you are rewarded and you have faith in yourself. And that's really important when you're trying to foster a sense of self-love or just self-love in general. Not a sense. You want the real thing. So another thing that has really been difficult for me and that I'm still working on is saying no. Saying no can be really hard sometimes, especially when we feel like other people have these expectations of us and we feel obligations to people. This has been really hard and I wanted to share a little story from my experience with this. I used to be friends with this person who was very draining. And I know we've all had a friend like this in our lives where their life is chaotic and they're always like on the brink of destruction and they always want to talk to you about it. And when you talk to them, it's like that's all they talk about are their problems. They do not listen to you. It's a draining experience. You, I'm sure you, my dear listener, you have a person like this in your life. So I had this person in my life And basically what would happen is they would call me and then we would talk for two hours, but it wasn't like a reciprocative conversation. It was just them complaining and venting about their life for two hours. And I would be so drained afterwards. I would feel awful. I would just feel like I wanted to crawl into bed and be depressed for the rest of my life. So it's important to say no. And I had to learn... What I did first was I just stopped answering their calls because I knew it was going to be a draining experience. This had happened over the course of years. I'd been friends with this person. It happened consistently and I couldn't do it anymore. So I decided to just not answer their calls. And after a while, I blocked them and then something happened and they ended up texting me somehow. And then we got in contact again and it was just the same cycle happening over and over. So after that, Finally, they I had I just stopped talking to them. I kept it really light like I would only text them or send them a DM. We wouldn't talk on the phone. And then they called me out about it. They were like, "Hey, I don't want to say that you're being a bad friend, but like we never talk." And I kind of told them I I was trying to be honest with them. I was like, "Well, hey, honestly, every time we talked, it was really draining for me and I just couldn't do it anymore." Uh, blah, blah, blah. They got really mad. They said that I used to be draining on them and they were talking to me. It was just like a whole situation. Finally, I said, I don't think we should be friends. I blocked them and I haven't heard from them since. And honestly, my life has become much better because I'm not somebody's therapist. If your friends are treating you like a therapist, listen, honey, you're not getting paid for that. And honestly, that's how I started to think of it. I was like, I'm being her therapist and I'm not getting paid 150 bucks an hour for this crap. I'm getting paid zero and I'm doing the work that a therapist should be doing. So 
It's unfortunate to think of your friends like that. And I don't think everybody's friends are like this. I don't think that's normal. I think that's, you know, once in a while, somebody like that will come along, a negative draining person. But I think it's important to learn to say no and to learn your boundaries. Oh, boundaries. I'm going to do a whole episode on boundaries because that is something that is essential to self-love as well. Whether it's having boundaries with your friends, with your parents, with your siblings, with yourself, with your grandma who asks too many questions. It's important. No, and I'm not talking about you, Mimi. I mean, grandmas in general. My grandmas are wonderful. I love them and they do not bother me in any way. <laughs> um, I'm just saying that because my grandma listens to this and I don't want to hurt her feelings because I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about my listeners. So what I'm saying is it's really important to have boundaries and to be respectful of those boundaries. The reason I had this issue with my friend who I ended up not being friends with was because I let her cross my boundaries. And that's not my that's not her fault. That's my fault for not being more clear about what was going on in the first place. You know, if the first time she called me and vented to me, I said, hey, man, I can't talk on the phone for two hours. I have to live my life. This is really draining for me. You need to seek help. If I had been honest in the beginning, it wouldn't have been as difficult. Now, I think it is important to know when something has become toxic so you can let it go so you don't need it in your life anymore. I think that's important, but that's all about learning boundaries and saying no. And that is something I am going to cover more fully on another episode because... That is a really important topic, especially within the realm of mental health. And so honestly, these are a lot of ways that have helped me kind of foster self-love within myself. And the one thing about saying no for me, I just have a hard time because I think people expect something of me. I feel obligated. I feel like I owe them something. But in reality, if they're your real friend, you can say no and they're still going to love you. And that's the important thing to remember. So being honest is really a key in all of this. This is the last thing I wanted to talk about because I feel like this honesty is the beginning of self-love. It's the end of self-love. It, it encompasses the whole journey. And the great thing about self-love is that it's not something you develop overnight, number one. It's something that you're going to develop through your whole life. As you grow, it will improve every year, every day, every moment. And that's the really encouraging thing because... Some people, you know, they have these high expectations like, oh, I'm going to just love who I am right away. But no, it's a journey. And the great thing is you can trust the process. And that journey all begins with honesty because you have to be honest about what you want, who you are. And these are, you know, these are the two things you need to be honest about with yourself before you can love who you are. You have to know who you are before you can love who you are. You have to know what you want. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important to be honest. Now, I know I've spoken about this in previous episodes, but for a long time in my life, I was not an honest person. I wasn't honest about a lot of things because I was really ashamed of myself. And I really had no reason to be, but I just I just figured people wouldn't really like me if I was really who I am. So I put on this fake persona, this fake front to get people to like me so that I wouldn't feel alone because I was afraid nobody would like who I really was. And I wasn't being authentic with myself. And I've spoken about this before, 
But one day my friend told me, she said, honesty is so important to me. Never lie to me. And I didn't understand how important honesty could be. And I started to see it the way she saw it. Like, wow, it's the most important thing. And so I started slowly to be honest with myself and honest with others about who I was. And honestly, <laughs> I, was, I was rewarded for that. And I keep, I continue to be rewarded for that. And honesty has kind of done a lot for me in regards to self-love because if I'm honest with myself, if I know who I am, then I know I love who I am. Because if I look at my life from an honest perspective, like honestly what happened here, honestly who I am is, I can see that I am a lovable person, I am a worthy person, I deserve love, I deserve success, I deserve what I want. And so when you're honest with yourself, you have nothing to hide. You're not trying to be somebody you're not. You're being authentic and you're being who you are. And people are going to love you for that. And you are going to love you for that. That's the most important thing. So the last point I wanted to speak about, I know today has been a little longer than usual, but I want to get these episodes up to 30 minutes now because I feel like we're getting there. I want to slowly get to an hour. So that's my goal with this podcast. But anyway, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is why you need to know yourself. I'm sorry if you hear a little kitten in the background. I just got a cat. Her name is Louise. She's very talkative and I'm sorry. (laughs) So um, knowing yourself is really important because you need to know what you want. You need to know who you are and you need to know what you want. The reason I say this is because When I was going through life before, on my journey, I did not know what I wanted. I never even thought about what I wanted. I never asked myself, hey, what do you really want out of this relationship? What do you really want from this person? What do you really want to do with your life? And so getting to know myself has made my goals and my dreams so clear to me. And it's so important because now I can really value myself and my success and what I want out of life. So I think it's really important to know who you are as you go on this journey with yourself, as you discover this. It's really important to know who you are. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. My cat is just getting so loud. I'm sorry, guys. But I want to say thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. You can follow the podcast at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Sky the Gemini on Instagram. And please, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a rating. Please write me a review. Let me know what you think. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>